0: is spouting off with Karen Cataline. She's a columnist, commentator, and sought-after guest on talk radio programs around the country. She has a master's degree from Columbia University and an operatic voice that can shatter glass. Here's your host of Spouting Off, Karen Cataline.
1: Good afternoon, friends. This is not Karen. This is Karen's friend, Ellen. I am in Denver, Colorado. People around here call me the mom who's had it because I've had it, and Karen gave me an opportunity to spout off today. So we're going to have a lot of fun for the next hour. I want to remind you to please call in the more the merrier, 888-627-6008. I want to thank Karen and BBS Radio TV for having me on for my first time to host and to do the important thing of raising our voices. And I hope that by the end of this hour, you will leave with a vision for how you can raise your voice in your community on the issues that face us and specifically on the issues of keeping our freedoms and holding on to our freedoms. I know Karen uh, writes and speaks so eloquently about where we were, we are at in American life right now. We are at a crossroads. We have a presidency that is, in the first 100 days, disastrous. I think we can all agree. on um, Whether it's uh, the crisis at the border, what's happening in the Middle East, theater now. And the other part of it is we're facing uh, gas shortages, inflation, and America is an uncomfortable place to live right now. But this is nothing new for Americans. For those of us who know our history, who respect and hold our history sacred, we understand that every so often, a new generation has to rise up and fight for those freedoms. We can never take them for granted. So today, I want to do something that is a little unique for, for Karen's audience. And I want to talk about public education, a little bit about me. I am a full-time working mom. I've got two teenage sons that are absolutely fabulous human beings. I work at for Salem Radio here in Denver, Colorado. I also run my own business. And I love to talk about this because I am raising kids and I understand so inherently what's going wrong in our country. We've been seduced into a, a socialism, a cultural Marxism in this country, and I truly believe that even if we change who, what's, who's in the White House or we change who we send to the House of Representatives, to the Senate, to the Supreme Court. I truly believe that unless we change our school systems, we are still going to lose this fight. And that is because we are now into a second generation of U.S. kids being indoctrinated into an anti-American, anti-God, anti-family culture. And it is absolutely... Uh, to me as a mom. um, Concerning, it can be terrifying. I rely on my faith a lot. And so I have some people that are going to call in today, but you can call in if you've got stories. I want this to be a time that we really share stories of things that have happened to us or that we know that have happened in our school systems, because I believe what has happened to so many parents out there. And I feel like this is what happens to the good people who are working. Maybe both mom and dad are working. Um, they're coaching little league and they're going to church and they're running kids around and they're, they pay their taxes, right? And they do all the things. And um, they are the good people that are keep our society moving. And when things happen in their kids' schools that they dare to question Oftentimes, these parents are gaslit. They are made to think that they are crazy, that something's wrong with them, that it's somehow only them. And I'm going to share some of my own stories, which has had a profound impact on our lives. But if you've got a story, think about calling in and sharing that, because I think the more that we can help our fellow American understand that we've got such a problem in our school system but we have a way to, we've got a way to stop it. We still have a voice and we've got to use that voice while we still got it. We've got to go take back our school boards. We've got to go take back our city councils. Uh, we've got to go take back, gosh, our Boy Scouts, all these things that we've given up, right? So again, you can call in at 888-627-6008, but I'll go back a couple years in time And I'll share with you, we were in um, Denver Public Schools, so one of the larger city public school systems in the country. And uh, I walked into my son's middle school hallway today one day, and I was probably dropping off homework he forgot or a lunch he forgot. And on the wall of the middle school hallway was a, a giant collage that had been made that was titled... The Pillars of Islam. And on that were, I believe, the six or seven pillars of Islam and descriptions of that. And what I read on there was that jihad had been defined as the struggle within oneself. Now, I don't know about you, but I remember where I was on the morning of September 11th. And I know what jihad is. When I talk about gaslighting people, it's making you question your history, question your facts, question the story that you know. I was deeply concerned. I took a picture and walked out of the school and I gave it some thought and I did what I think a lot of parents are afraid to do because somehow deep down we know this isn't politically correct. They're going to call you a racist. This is, don't, this is, you're not supposed to question. Somewhere in the last decade, we absorbed the message that it was no longer okay to question and we stopped questioning. We got intimidated and we have to wake up. This fight, this battlefield that we are on, requires our voices and it requires bravery. So I emailed the middle school principal. And I said, here's what I saw, and I want to know what the curriculum is, and I want to know why this is being taught. And I had a meeting with him, um, and I want to tell you a little bit about the outcome of that meeting. So in that meeting, I was told by this principal that I was a privileged white Christian parent. We are Christians. Um, That I had no right to question teaching seventh graders Islam, despite the fact that they had, to this point, been taught nothing about U.S. history, nothing about the Constitution, nothing about the Bill of Rights, and that how this curriculum defines the pillars of Islam, that's defined at the school district level and They're just teaching what they're supposed to teach. So I said, okay, in good faith, I understand you're teaching what you've been given to teach. Who do I talk to at the district level? So I was given an email address and, um, and he forwarded on my email and my concerns to the district. And I received a few weeks later back, he forwarded the response to me. What is absolutely humorous and outrageous at the same time is that within that email thread, the principal had sent my concerns to the district contact and said, this is one of those parents, sorry, I hate to bug you with this, but she's going to keep bugging me. And it was clear within the thread of this email that parents like me are the laughingstock of the school district school district that we fund, that we send our kids to for six hours a day for 13 years of their life. This is a problem because they have become elitist. They have become elitist who think that they should have more say in our kids' education than we do and that we don't know any better. So that began for me, I think, a very pivotal time where I had to start making decisions as a parent what I was going to do. So I'm going to tell you more about that later, but right now we have Stephanie uh, on line two, and we're going to talk to Stephanie for a minute. Stephanie, hi. Oh,
2: hi. I wasn't expecting to talk to anybody. I'm just calling to listen to Brandy and support her. Oh my gosh, that's great. Well, tell me, do you have, uh,
1: do you have any kind of story about public schools that you can share with
2: us? Um, Of course, we have hours of of stories to share, but um, no, I am part of the Douglas County school system. I have two children within the district, and um, it's becoming more and more frustrating as a parent to be able to um, support my children, support their education when there is a lot of um, irreparable indoctrination going on. And uh, so, anyhow, but again, I was just calling in to support Brandy, and uh, And,
1: uh, no, and and, I know Brandy's going to call in later, and you can listen online. But tell me this because you just said something Um, irreparable uh indoctrination. Will you tell me? I I,
2: sure. Uh, Well, you know, I mean, I don't want to get too into the you know details of CRT, you know, critical race theory, but I, I do feel as though. Um, I'm fortunate, my my, uh, two teenage daughters, they've been raised in a very conservative, you know, Christ, you know, faith-driven home. And so they understand um, what to look out for and, and how to defend themselves. But I really believe that we are creating such detriment to the future generation because if they don't, if children don't live in a home where they're taught to think for themselves, they are going just to continue to follow blindly, if you will, and it's going to create a lot of. I mean, there are already issues in our in our in our landscape, our our society as it is, right? So, um, I'm sorry, I'm so nervous. I had no idea I was going to be on this call. Well, you're great. <laughs> Nothing you're great. So, I I mean, look at you. <sighs> Everybody, everybody's doing great. Isn't she awesome? Um, What I will tell you, and and I'll end it here. What I will tell you is my freshman daughter um, said enough is enough. And she and a group of friends this morning uh, walked into school without masks. And I said, you can do this. I have your back as long as you handle it in a very respectful manner. And uh, anytime you feel like you can take the mask off and it's not respectful, take take the silly thing off. So I'm happy to announce that she's gone most of the day without the mask on. And I I, I applaud her and all the people who are supportive of that.
1: Oh, my gosh. Uh, Doug, our producer, can we get a round of applause somehow? This is awesome. I'm really proud of you. Oh, my gosh. You just said, I mean, this is part of the goal of what I wanted to get out there this hour is we have got to take our schools back. And schools are absolutely an appropriate place to protest something like the mask orders because. And I, I, will, I do believe this. If I walk into a local business, you know, Stephanie, if I walk into the pizza place that you own and you say, I'm asking my customers to wear masks, I am going to wear a mask because I respect you as a business owner. That's your property. Those public schools are our property. And we have forgotten that. And we have this elitist culture of um, school educators that think it's, they think it's their school and they think these kids are their kids. And it's really, um, it's part of this communism really that the government is, is over the children, not the parents. So Stephanie, I'm going to let you go. And I think everybody should just be like, Stephanie's the best, her first time ever on the radio. and she, (laughs) You're fantastic. And when you, when those kids get home from school today, um, I know you live in the same town as me, like go take them to Sonic and, um. And get them a slushie or get them a milkshake and celebrate because you've taught them to think for themselves and you've taught them to stand out for themselves. And if we can do that and there's more and more of us and it becomes like a snowball, we we can have the America that we want. So, Stephanie, thanks for calling in. And um, I'm going to have – we've got a couple more people on hold uh, we are going to go to Alexa in Denver before we go to uh, Brandy's, my first guest today. But Alexa, uh, go ahead. What's on your mind today?
3: Well, I used to live in Jefferson County and it was before my kids were school age. And I remember my neighbor telling me how third grade for her daughter was great. but fourth grade was going to be harder. And I'm like, well, why? She said, there's fewer teachers. I'm like, Why would there be fewer teachers? That makes no sense. And she said, oh, well, the school used all the extra money to um, add teachers in the grades that they did the standardized testing for. I was like, well, that seems like a rigged system. So then uh, when I moved to the east side of town, um, I remember going to Bunko and and people were talking and my kids weren't school age yet and they were were talking about, um, you know, well, we're we're getting off um, two weeks Um, for winter break. I said, oh, you mean for Christmas? No, it's winter break. And I grew up in this area, and it was every time I turned or heard someone talk, they took everything out from when I was a kid, Christianity, music, PE, etc. They took all that out of schools, and I ended up homeschooling my kids for several years and uh, then ended up sending them uh, to a private school because You know, I didn't want my kids to, I I wanted my kids to learn all cultures and everything else, but what changed is Christianity became um, the one thing that couldn't be taught or spoken of or celebrated in the school, and I just found that completely offensive, and, you know, I don't think I could walk into a public school today and even recognize it as anything as what I knew growing up.
1: Oh my gosh, well I I love that you brought this up because you're absolutely li- right. Everything in our culture, whether it's in schools or whatever, is to be celebrated and not only recognized but stuffed down everybody's throat except, you know, Christianity and any Judeo-Christian values. And I have said yeah. multiple times, we're not just at a war for America, we're at a war for Western civilization. Um They want to enslave us. They want to enslave us to their way of thinking. They want to enslave our children and raise them the way they want to raise them. They want to tell us how to work and what we can do and on and on and on. And so, um, you know, Western civilization, Judeo-Christian values are fundamentally based on freedom um, and based on free markets. And so these are the things that that we are fighting for And we've got to stay, we've got to stay fired up. And I think, um, you know, Alexa, you bring up another great point. Um, And I know Karen is like a phenomenal, she's a phenomenal Jew. I'll say that. She'll love that. She'll laugh at that. Um, And Jews and Christians have such a special relationship to one another. Um, And that doesn't mean that we ignore one another's faith. We respect it. And uh, part of the beauty of this country is to each his own, you do whatever you want. Um, Christians have been too quiet though, and we 've allowed ourselves to be quiet um, that's that's the problem with political correctness. Political correctness is it's cultural duct tape over the mouths of good people. I hate it. so Alexa, thanks for calling in today you're you're fantastic. We are going to uh, move to our first guest, Brandy and Brandy is super active with um, her school district, and uh, she's gonna share a little bit about that experience. We will probably take a break during that, but we'll keep, uh, we'll keep Brandy here as long as we can. So Brandy, hi and welcome. Hi, Ms. Ellen. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me on. And I just want to say, Stephanie, that is awesome. You go, girl. <laughs> Absolutely, right? I want to I buy those kids a cake. I mean, that is fantastic. So, Brandy, tell us just briefly um, how many kids you have, grades, um, and what you do to be active in your local school district. Sure. I um, am a mother of four boys.
4: I have an eighth grader at Ranch View and a sixth grader, fourth grader, and first grader at Stone Mountain. And and I don't have a healthcare worker. Okay, sorry. And I'm a healthcare worker, um, very active. My sister is a sixth grade school teacher in Tennessee, and I am a big advocate for teachers. And I think that sometimes when we try to speak out against the board and some of these other entities, that teachers feel like we're going against them when that's not the truth, right? I mean, I am such an advocate for teachers.
1: Well, I think you bring up a great point, and this is in my experience. We've had a lot of great teachers. I also know we've had Christian teachers that in no way felt they could express themselves.
2: Very true,
1: and and I think as a parent, I don't feel like I can express myself as sometimes
4: a Christian woman. I mean, they've tried to do that. I, I will never, obviously, my children are embodied in Christ, and That's how we express ourselves. And, you know, you asked, so the critical race theory is my biggest new target. The first target was how the school board handled this pandemic and putting masks over our kids' faces. But now this ideology that you're, you're based on your race and not your character is not anything that I will ever teach my children. We teach everyone to love like Christ loved. And it's interesting to me that we're getting away from this type of teaching to our children?
1: Well, critical race theory is being used as yet another wedge in our society, and they're plunging it right in our kids' hearts because they're using it in the school system. And critical race theory will literally define your four boys, Brandy, and my two boys as oppressors because well actually I don't know what color you are but they'll define my boys as oppressors because they're they're white cisgender males so and they will define anyone that is not a white cisgender male around my sons as the oppressed irregardless of anybody's character or behavior or whatever and so I it, the problem with that as we know is it, it I mean, it it makes this fake divide is what it really does. Right. And so it's, it's heartbreaking because I think it's a a sort of emotional abuse of our kids. Um, So I want to, I want to ask you a couple more questions, but I want to say this right now to our listening audience. If you pay taxes somewhere in this country, what you can do and what you have a right to do is to Uh, Email your local school board and your local superintendents and say, are you teaching critical race theory in our school district? Find out. And if they are or if they're planning to, you need to start a letter writing campaign demanding that you do not want that your tax dollars spent on that and that taught in our public schools. Um, Make it uncomfortable for these people. We have every right to question what they're teaching what it means and you know the problem is is critical race theory um you know certainly there is racism out there just like there's evil okay i i kind of think of it like this um yes there are murderers and serial killers out there and yes there are racists and there's some sexists and um and things like that they're not everywhere it is not the bulk of society and the problem with where the 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 mainstream media narrative has gone is that it has said, well, this entire swath, uh, for example, your 74 million Trump voters, they are all uh, racist, white supremacists, This, all this nonsense, right? And so we have to push back against that. We cannot just be passive in the face of that. I truly, truly believe that. So going back to you, Brandy, um, tell me more about specific things you've done and how you use your voice. Um, So I run a conservative page on Facebook, and I
4: try to put a lot of information there. Um, I've actually joined, and I'm part of FEC, which is a group of parents that are speaking out as well. Um, I've joined a couple other conservative Facebook groups, But my biggest thing is addressing the school board every chance I get. You know, we a lot of parents, unfortunately, Ellen, don't understand about these secret equity boards that the school board is putting into place. And a lot of times these are white parents trying to tell underprivileged kids that they're oppressed. And it just is fascinating to me that if you read on the website for Douglas County School District, their practices for equity, um, and there's a link, it's Equity, Diversity, Inclusion, and Accessibility, that they say that the Board of Education shall not condone by its staff, students, or leadership. And the first thing that it says is biased, inequitable, inequitable, racist, or exclusive practices. And so when I addressed the school board, I, I told them that includes white Christian males. If you're talking about being inequitable and, and biased, then don't exclude my four white children who are Christians. If you want to talk about there's no place for hate, and you want to talk about BLM and LGBTQ community. That's great. But you better include Christian males in there, too. Or you're being biased and racist towards my children.
1: Mm-hmm. No, I, I mean, yeah, absolutely. And we're doing, this is the other thing that bothers me. Um, we're doing all of this, all this time and resources into this garbage. And meanwhile, we still have a lot of students underperforming we have kids graduating from every school district in this country who are virtually illiterate um, we you know I'll go back to my story before we um, before we break and if, if you'll stay with me a minute Brandy I want to talk with you some more but um, you know I finally made the decision with my kids father to get out of public school altogether because we have a student with some learning disabilities and they were failing miserably on top of all this other garbage being thrown at him. It was like, how in the world is this in any kind of environment for him to live in? I mean, here's just a story of one of his days in, in a middle school in Denver. Um, he was punched in the hallway by another student He was called the N word by that student and his lunch was taken for that student to eat. And administration paid no attention to this. And they paid no attention to it to him. This was just what he has to tolerate to get through a day of school. And it, it was, it was disgusting. It was absolutely disgusting. And then I'm going to tell you one more story and we're going to go to break and we're going to come back and talk some more. This is fantastic, but we, um, I got a call from the school of This is at the same middle school that let me know that my son had sexually harassed a student. Okay. So they're eighth graders and, um, I will, my son, as I said, has a, has a disability and, and sometimes he perceives the world differently, but he had said to a girl he knows in the hallway, if I sing a rap for you, can I kiss you on the cheek? That was what they call sexual harassment. So needless to say, the psychologist got an email from me, Brandy, where I told her exactly what sexual harassment is, what I've experienced, what women in Gen X and the baby boomer generation have actually lived through as sexual harassment that's disgusting, and that that is in no way sexual harassment, and she better get a clue. And she actually apologized to me, and I feel like we had a good discussion after that, learning, because, of course, the school psychologist is 25 years old, and she's woke, and she's doing all she knows. So, um, you know, that is just the thing. Listen, we've got to hold on and go to break. This is BBS Radio TV. This is Ellen Graham, the mom who's had it. You can call in after the break, 888 627 six zero zero eight and we're going to go to break we're going to be right back we are going to talk about public education in the in the united states standing up for freedom and making our schools a place that is for every child in america and stopping with this nonsense of the labeling and the critical race theory and all that good stuff so i want you to call in 888-627-6008
5: Looking for even more great conservative talk radio? The K-Star Talk Radio Network is a Christian-owned, alternative conservative news and talk radio internet broadcasting network. They have a full line of programming about spiritual, political, social, economic, financial, and health-related topics. And their goal is to encourage critical thinking about the issues of the day. The K-Star Talk Radio Network features great shows like America's First News, The Keith Hansen Show, Erskine, and Spouting Off with Karen Cataline. Check out the whole schedule at their website at kstarradionetwork.com. Time could be short for a free people to share ideas in a free society. K-Star Radio Network is fighting a spiritual war on an earthly plane. Visit them today at kstarradionetwork.com.
6: Are you among the millions of Americans who feel uncertain when it comes to their health care? We are happy to inform you that there is a solution, and that solution is Liberty HealthShare. It's a community of like-minded people who work together to pay for their medical costs. You choose your doctor and hospital. Starting at $107 a month for a single, up to $449 a month for a family. That's mom, dad, and all kids. For more info, visit LibertyHealthShare.org. That's LibertyHealthShare.org.
0: You're listening to Spouting Off with Karen Cataline.
1: Hey, hey, hey. We are having a ton of fun getting fired up and spouting off. This is Ellen Graham and I am in Denver, Colorado. I'm also known around here as the mom who's had it and I am having a great time filling in for my friend, Karen. She's on an anniversary vacation and I told her not to call me, not to listen, that she should go have some fun. And I don't know, maybe maybe she'll take another vacation this year. I kind of like this, but Uh, She certainly is an inspiration to me. She's not afraid to speak out about what she believes and is right, defending our freedoms. And um, we're still talking with our new friend, Brandy. And Brandy's the mom of four boys. And when I think about that, Brandy, I know having two (laughs) boys is like a lot, right? I mean, I, I am like, if I survive raising these two boys, I can handle anything. You've got four. So hats off to you. And you fight the school district, which is our school system is just the most woke, broken, unproductive, I don't know, entity of the United States government. And I, as I said, when we started this hour, if we do not fix our school systems and really reform them and really take them back to the people... It doesn't matter who we send to the White House. It doesn't matter who we send to Washington. We are indoctrinating yet another generation of kids. Um, and, and something that I want to say because our first caller, Stephanie, has these, this, her daughter, a group of high school kids that went to school today without masks and they stood up for themselves. And here's one thing I have seen in our school system and I think this is part of dumbing our kids down. We don't teach our kids any financial literacy. We don't teach our kids any entrepreneurship. We teach our kids to essentially be an employee of somebody, to be a ward of the state, to be a follower of someone else who somehow knows what's better for them than to think for themselves. So parents like Stephanie, parents like Brandy, parents like um, our caller, Alexa, who are taking matters into their own hand and teaching our kids to think for themselves. And I'll say this too. There are a lot of parents out there making tremendous sacrifice to either homeschool their kids or put their kids in private schools um, or fight for charter schools in their communities because they're trying to make a difference. And if you know a parent like that, um, do me a favor, encourage them. Um, do me a favor. Maybe maybe that's where at the end of the year your charitable donation goes. Help pay for a family that's trying to put their kid through private education because we're awake we know how much this matters we're trying to wake you all up we need your help so brandy because you've you've got a lot of amazing stories i wanted you to talk more about some of your experiences and the stories and where you have where you feel like you've really stood up and made a difference can you share no yes thanks ellen i i
4: appreciate you so eloquently representing those of us that feel like we have not had a voice and i would encourage parents to stand up for our children um you know i have four white children and my children will be okay i'm going to keep them in public school because i do believe in public school and my children have made their friends i will not be sent away from public school and i will not back down i and fighting for the kids that can't. We have in Douglas County alone, 270 McKinney-Vento children. These are children that are living displaced. They're living on someone's couch. They're living in a hotel. They're living in their car. And a lot of us that live in gated communities want to turn our heads from those kids. We are re-victimizing them by saying that critical race theory, you're oppressed, you're oppressed, you're oppressed. You cannot be as good as white kids and white kids are better than you. What is that teaching these children?
1: Brandy, I think you bring up the heart of the matter. And I just said this. I think this CRT stuff is emotional abuse of our children. But when you look at the children in our society who are the most vulnerable, who come from um, homes living at the poverty line or below, who come from um, homes where there's abuse and neglect who come from even homeless situations, who are living on a relative's couch, whatever their situation is, Um, you know, kids who were, who maybe were brought here illegally, it's not their fault, all of this. um, And then we have a school system that jumps in and says, oh yeah, but you're oppressed and you can't do anything about it. It's based on your skin color. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. And and it's the only place they get sound advice is through our schools. Listen, the political
4: and social activism needs to stop. We have lost a year. Our school board has lowered the failing rate to 53%. Can we get back to our core curriculum and stop talking about political activism? Let the parents teach their kids how to grow up and and stop putting that on teachers. It's ridiculous.
1: Well, I agree, but I also think um and i know you're going to hear what i'm saying here brandy but i also think we have had an ongoing problem for decades where our schools are raising a segment of our kids because things are so bad at home because parents are neglectful and that is not that is not isolated to a color or a demographic or a socioeconomic strata um there's plenty of kids from double income homes that are neglected. But there's also, you know, there are, this is what I, this is what I thought when I talk about what my son went through in this public middle school, what I saw and what broke my heart is we, our public schools have become the place where all the problems of society show up at the door, broken down. And public schools are supposed to fill the gap. So a kid shows up, they're abused at home, the parents are on drugs, there's no dad in the house, all this kind of stuff. And they show up at our public school. And that is, that is really what we've created as a society. That's, that's where we catch these kids. But then they're told that they're oppressed. And worse, they're told they're oppressed by the kids sitting next to them in class and that they're a victim, and that they can never be anything but a victim. And when we do that, we emotionally abuse kids. We don't empower them. To me, a great school system would bring in resources that rehabilitate and say, from here, you know, we. this is America. You can be anything. You can do anything. There are no limits. Look at all of the great Americans down through history who came from nothing, who came from extraordinary hardship, and they overcame that to become a great person. And a great person doesn't have to be famous. They don't have to be rich. But we all know great people in our lives. I even think about like the World War II generation, the greatest generation, an entire generation of people who were very great in their sacrifice and in their selflessness and in doing very ordinary things after the war and bringing, you know, American society into the 1950s and all of this kind of stuff. So I really have an issue with with all this, it's the, the critical race theory, the wokeness, the, the inherent victim status of everybody, unless you're a white male, that goes on in our school systems because it doesn't help anybody. And I think it also... And, Brandy, you're a mama. boys like me. What does this do to our boys? Does this do we do we do emasculate do. our boys?
4: Oh, I, I think wholeheartedly. I, I think that when you're telling a group of individuals that they have oppressed people. I mean, my kids just asked me a couple of years ago if they were black or white. They didn't even know what color of skin they were. So by introducing this into our schools, I, I said to the school board the other day, you know my kids come home and say, "Hey mom, I met a really nice kid at school, can I have a play date?" Now, there it's going to be, "Mom, I met a black kid or a white or a Hispanic kid or it's everything is based now on race and versus character, versus they're a sweet kid or they're a nice kid or they are an empathetic kid. It it's completely taking us backwards in the society and I will fight it to the nail. Well,
1: absolutely. I mean you said it's taking us backwards. It is because there's no focus on character. And this, this is the whole issue when you get into uh, everything from the Black Lives Matter activism that we've seen to the, the BLM violence and Antifa and all of that in this country. All of that behavior is excused because apparently if you're a victim, you can do anything in response to that. But, you know, um, a dad who avenges his child's molester, he's going to go to jail. I mean, that's where we are, right? Right. It's so frustrating. It's so frustrating. Um, Well, Brandy, I want to thank you for joining us today. Uh, Do you have anything else you want to add in terms of things that you think people can do to make a difference and invite their friends, their family, their neighbors to make a difference?
4: Yes, I think you have to join some like-minded people. I think you need to go to your school's SAC, School Accountability Committee meetings, because they're equipping all of those boards. I ran for it, and I knew I was going to get it because there's some underhanded comments about people that raise their voices. So I think that we have to show up at these SAC committee meetings. I think we have to get on the Board of Education, the Douglas County School District um, website, and understand you guys what they're pushing in your children's curriculum. Y'all have to be
1: loud or they're gonna try to sneak it under the rug. Well that okay, that's great. Well thank you. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell another story, but Brandy, thanks for joining us today and please stay on and listen. So sneaking things under the rug. Yesterday in the Colorado State legislature, um they were having hearings about whether or not to continue to fund uh, charter schools, um, and and I may not have all my facts straight, but um, what <laughs> what the Colorado State Democrats did was, of course, tons of parents, as activists, probably took a day off work, got a babysitter, got a grandmother to help, and they um, they went down to the Golden Dome in Denver to. Uh, speak at these hearings about this and talk in favor of charter schools. So the Democrats, this is so underhanded, they said, never mind, we're not voting on this, no hearings, everybody go home, everybody left. And then they came back and said, oh, actually, we are doing this. And it was profoundly underhanded. It's all over the news, and I'm sure in our local media it will be talked about. And so this is why... Listen, when they're when they're not focusing on character, when they're focusing on skin color, you know, they're going to lie, cheat and steal. I'm sorry. And whether or not you think our election was stolen, we know that this kind of just absolutely fraudulent character is happening. That is why we have to stand up and use our voices and no voice um, is unwasted. So we are going to go to break. Uh, BBS Radio TV, I'm Ellen, I'm your host today, filling in for the fabulous Karen Cataline. You can call in after the break, I'd love to hear your take, 888-627-6008.
0: Do you have a secret that's been bothering you? Have you been wondering if what you're thinking or feeling is normal? Is there someone with whom you've needed to clear the air, but you haven't been able to find the right words? Sometimes you need an objective, second opinion to help you see your problem more clearly. Ask Aunt Emma, and she'll help you move past what's getting in your way. She's a former therapist who is wise and caring, but instead of therapy, she'll give you terrific advice. It's free to ask Aunt Emma. And explain your need, problem, or question. If you both agree, you pay only $1.39 a minute. It's anonymous, it's confidential, and you'll be surprised at how effective it is. You can ask Aunt Emma by going to Facebook.com forward slash Ask Aunt Emma. There you'll find her phone number and extension number. That's facebook.com forward slash Ask Emma. Ask Aunt Emma today.
1: This is Ellen Graham and we are back on BBS radio. I am filling in for the fabulous Karen Cataline today and having a lot of fun because don't we need to bring a little bit of joy, a little bit of fun, a little bit of spontaneity back to our society. I tell you this, this woke culture sucks the life out of everything. So uh, Dennis Prager, who I think is incredible, always says the left destroys everything it touches. And so... My message today and what we're talking about today um, is public schools. I really, really believe if we don't take our public schools back, if we don't radically reform public education in the United States, it doesn't matter who we send to Washington. It doesn't matter who you elect at your state legislature. We are indoctrinating yet another generation of American kids into Marxism, mediocrity, employee mentality, not being able to think for themselves, and making every white male think that he is a bad person just because of the skin color he was born with. Friends, that is racism. So you need to call in and talk to me about this. Call 888-627-6008. Again, my name's Ellen. I'm known around here as the mom who's had it, and that's because I've had it with this stuff. Knock it off. So we're talking about getting involved. I want to go back to talking about my kids' stories. I, I talked about uh, things that went on in my son's middle school that were profoundly upsetting and disturbing as a parent. And we uh, we had that moment where we decided that we were going to take him to a private school that not only specialized in the kind of learning that he needs, but would remove him from what I believe is the danger of a system that has turned on white boys. And I know that sounds so dramatic, and there's people that might gasp at me saying that, but wake up. Um, Things like taking school resource officers out of school, it is open season on our kids. We have this this leftist culture that has no interest in protecting our kids, no interest in their freedom, no interest in them being able to think for themselves or becoming who God created them to be, they want to control them. They want to control how they think. They want to control your money, your education, your way of life. And we've got to stand up. And so I want you to call 888 888- 888 627-6008. We'll talk about it. We're on BBS radio. So we made the decision to um, actually put both of our kids in private schools. And my youngest is in a Christian school. And I have to tell you, it is a radically different environment. I wonder if we will see uh, a movement where, uh, you know, Christianity, and I can talk from the perspective of being Um, an evangelical Christian and there's so many different shades of that and what that looks like in our culture today. But where will our private Christian schools start to fill up with kids who maybe, maybe the parents haven't been going to church. Maybe that hasn't been a priority in life, but yet they understand where that we are at this cultural crossroads and we, we, maybe we can't sacrifice our kids on the altar any more of uh, what's happening in our public schools. Now, Brandy, who was my guest that was just on, she's fabulous. She's she's not going to give up on it. And I think I think we need both. I think we need both. And everybody has to do what they see best for them. I'm a big believer in that because I believe in freedom, friends. I believe in the freedom of choice. Um, I believe in school choice. I believe in charter schools, private schools. You do You all do me. And and the thing with this leftist regime is they're all up in your business. Have you noticed that? Are you wearing a mask? Did you get vaccinated? Um, All of this, they are all up in your business, and it is none of theirs. So thinking about some things that you can do, I really believe school boards, city councils, uh, commissions, uh, local commissions, county commissions are a great place to get involved. Um, and so that being said, Tanya from Missouri is joining us on line two. And Tanya, what are your thoughts?
6: Well, hi, Ellen. This is Tanya, formerly of Colorado. Hi. And, a um, big hug hi. to you. I sure miss seeing your smile around these parts. Well, thank you for saying and. In- right back at you and you're you're awesome you're doing a great job for Karen she she's must be so proud and well and you, thanks you know what these great. are these are like even though she's got tinier feet than me these are big shoes to fill <laughs> there you go <laughs> but uh, you're doing great I mean you're you're on such a hot topic and, and 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 I kind of didn't want to interrupt you finishing telling your story because I, I've never had kids in the school system but you know, just, I've been exposed to it. I had, uh, even thought about pursuing teaching myself, and I looked at programs, teaching programs, when I was working on my master's, and, and, um, so I've, I've seen the, how academia or academia, you know, it's, it's really that media and Oh, That's it's great. the same five letters. But it's, it's been going on for like decades, five decades, and that's what's so scary is that, I mean, the people my age, your age they just I, and I know I'm I'm older than you are I think I, I think I've, I've got a few years on you and um but you know you start to think what is it that they can't figure out still the the people I graduated from college with they are so blind to everything but I think it's the traumatizing and it's just it's 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 that uh, what is it when you boil the frog and you raise the temperature slowly and they don't notice it yes yes
1: Put the frog in a in a pot of warm water, and he'll be so happy. And you turn the heat on, and it's slowly warming up, and he loves it, and he won't even realize it till he boils to death.
6: And I think that's where we are. I mean, it's it's very yeah. scary to see them taking over the school systems and what you were talking about as well. Um, and um, the, I mean, Colorado has a. Um, it's, it's uh, the bringing in Sharia law. It's not just about having Muslim Americans. It's it's actually seeing Sharia law start to be uh, pushed. Well, and you know,
1: that's funny you say that, Tanya, because when I looked at that on the middle school wall, Sharia was one of the pillars of Islam. And I'm smart enough. I mean, I'm not that smart of a person, but I'm smart enough to know what Sharia is. Sharia is incompatible with the United States Constitution, and so that's a real scary thing. And we know yes, exactly that there are. We know I know that in places in England, places in Sweden, Sharia law is running the streets, not unlike gangs were running the streets in places like Los Angeles and Boston and New York um, 20, 30 years ago. So that's scary stuff. We've just got a few minutes left, Tanya. Um, Tell us, how do you think people can make a difference and get involved?
6: Well, it's, it's what you've, you are promoting and you are exemplifying. Just speak up. Don't shut up. Speak up. Speak out. Be loud. Be present. Don't back down. But, um, you know, but also be connected. We need to be addressing this en masse because it's, um, they're very intimidating and they're not afraid to be bullies. So, uh, but uh, just no, I get I out.
1: <laughs> turn it on them. Turn the heat back on them. You know, they've put all this heat on us. What's wrong with you for being a Christian? Uh, now it's anti-Semitic, right, Tanya? Um, what's wrong with you for, for standing up for freedom? And don't you want to include everybody? All this nonsense. You turn that heat back on them and stand up and say something. And I, I just believe this. If you stand up and you do the right thing, I believe we have a faithful God who has your back. And I also think there is other people that are watching you that they will be inspired to stand up because of what you did. You guys, we're done. I'm so sorry. We are done for the day. This has been a blast. Hopefully, Karen takes another vacation. Thank you to Karen Cataline. Thank you to BBS Radio for having me. This is Ellen Graham. I am the mom who's had it. You can follow me on Twitter You can follow me on Facebook and I hope everybody has just a terrific weekend and that you'll do just one thing to make a difference next week. Thank you so much. This is Spouting Off.